A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, If the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked? Says the Lord God. Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if a virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You say, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair? Or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked, turning from the wickedness he has committed, does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Verbum Domini.
Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, who you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, Whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown in prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Verbum Domini. The development of 
the concept of personal responsibility is uh, slow, and today we are perhaps on the other side. Of course, you have Cain, and, and maybe forgot about Cain, <laughs> but even there, our our God is is merciful that He doesn't kill Cain, and uh, He uh, protects him. From, from vengeance, uh, even. But when we come to our Lord, we, today, we have an excessive sense of personal responsibility. Does that mean, uh, or, and or, we have the many who uh, say we're at a point of no responsibility. <laughs> You can do whatever you want. Um, but when it comes to our Lord in the cross, he is very clear that he does this of his own accord, of his own will, but seeing what the Father does and hearing what the Father says, that he fulfills this, but no one takes his life from him that Christ himself is responsible for what he does. And we see this incredible, really incredible self-possession in Christ, that even should he, uh, with proper anger, proper, the proper anger, make a cord of whips, uh, or a whip of cords, and cast out the money changers from the temple, this is without sin. It would be uh, it says later, be angry, but do not sin, do not let the sun go down your wrath, do not let the devil have a chance to work on you. So, uh, personal responsibility in Christ. Christ takes upon himself then in just a stupefying action uh, for us, for our minds, that he takes upon himself our responsibility for sin. The weight of sin is death, and this is the death of Christ. For our sake, we in our spirituality, we have the ability to embrace Christ in the cross and though forgiven the guilt of our sins, embracing, uh, embracing that uh, love which, like Christ, gives us a great freedom of heart, a great peace of heart, that allows us uh, to go about this world not free even of uh, what here, you know, he says, don't even be angry. <laughs> free of, it's not that we don't have, you know, get angry, but, you know, I'm thinking of a, this, this example then of when you go to the altar to give your gift, 
if you remember someone has something against you, not as we often do, if we reflect upon our distractions, it's usually we have something against someone else, <laughs> and whether that's real or not, you know, but if someone has something against you, so we might, it's a different, again, a different level of awareness, responsibility for our actions and goal that we are to go and be reconciled to ask forgiveness to bring uh, healing to that which we caused something against there's something against us not us something against them so anyway to give our hearts our minds to God and love especially in the most holy Eucharist where our Lord with pure unbounded freedom of heart gives himself uh, in a sort of servitude a sort of uh, death that he freely gives himself over to uh, into the hands of sinful men to, to uh, be this uh, healing that he himself comes to us when we stand before the altar to bring reconciliation to bring the gift uh, which brings uh, peace with God peace uh, among them 